This is the Christian Without Religion Network, and I'm your host, Larry, bringing you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, with the help of God. It's Wednesday, so we're going to answer some questions today in our podcast. We'll do some coaching corner, and we'll also do some Bible questions. Uh, The Coach's Corner is brought to you from CMI, Coaching Mission International. CMI is multiplying coaching for missions by providing leadership coaching to mission leaders around the world, so they're better equipped to more effectively disciple the nations. If you'd like more information, go to coachingmission.com. In fact, coachingmission.com, uh, uh, CMI, is uh, raising money right now. They're at around 20000 looking for 25000 to better coach and help and assist and train and equip missionaries. Go to uh, coachingmission.com. Help them reach their goal, if you would, please. In the Coach's Corner today, we're going to look at uh, miracles. Do they still happen? Yes, they do, but usually they're just not overnight. We're going to talk about uh, miracles happening, how to make transformation changes in your life. And then uh, in the Bible side today, we're going to look at the same topic and look a uh, breakthrough and uh, looking for God to move and do miracles in your life. And what does that look like today? I think it's a little different than what you see out and about, but that's what we're looking at today. Miracles do still happen. They're just not usually over tonight. Now we're going to look at the money miracles and we're going to look at growing and grace. Those are the two miracle transformations we'll look at tonight. Money miracles and growing in grace. Now, if you've got questions about the Bible, something you heard last week at church or you've heard here on the podcast, or uh, maybe you'd like some life coaching with health and relationships, uh, money, uh, whatever the case may be, we can uh, help you out here at Christian Without Religion. We'd love to hear from you or just answer any questions you might have to help in your small group or your personal study. Get a hold of us in one of three ways. You could message us on the Christian Without Religion Facebook page. Wherever you listen to this podcast, you could scroll down. There'll be a button to push. You could leave a 60-second voice message. And you could also email me direct, Larry W. Manning, the number one at gmail.com. Uh, I'll give those contact points at the end of the podcast. Also, if you'd like a free PDF digital copy of my bite-sized book, How to Be a Christian Without Being Religious, I'd love to send that to you. Just get a hold of me in one of those three ways, and we'll send that to you. We're looking at miracles still happening, just not usually overnight. We're looking at money miracles and growing in grace tonight. Uh, and uh, as I coach and uh, work with people, I have uh, through the years, you know, we're all, a lot of times we're looking for instantaneous miracles and change. But what you need to know is the only way things are going to get better is when you get better. See, better is not something you wish for. It's something you have to become. And if you want things to change, you have to change. And success, whatever area you're looking for in life, usually breaks down to a few things. I like to look at six steps, but success is really nothing more than a few simple steps of principles, disciplines that are practiced every day over and over and over. You see, our actions create habits, and our habits are what change our destiny. And you cannot change your circumstances, but you can change yourself. And that's what we're looking at tonight. See, you can get motivated. Motivation will get you started, but it's the habits that will keep you going. So if you know there's a change you'd like to have in your life, you set a goal, and then you have to put the steps towards it and put some muscle and some hustle and some perspiration behind that inspiration. See, the main reason you set a goal is to make yourself into the type of person it takes to achieve that goal. So when you're going about uh, looking for a miracle in your life, set some goals and go to work. We're all looking for that instantaneous change instead of being the change yourself. The main reason uh, for setting goals, as I said, is to become the person it takes to achieve, uh, achieve them. So don't wish that life was easier. Wish that you were better. Don't wish that uh, there were less problems in your life. Uh, wish that you had more skill. Don't wish that there were less challenges in life. Wish that you had more wisdom. 
Got some of that from Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N, one of my uh, favorite mentors. He's uh, passed and gone with, to, be, to be with the Lord already, but some, some great stuff there. There's a scene from the uh, movie Evan Almighty when uh, the character played by Morgan Freeman, God, uh, is the character he plays. He's talking to the lady at the, the counter. He's talking to Evan's wife, actually, and and I'm paraphrasing here, but he says, you know, everybody asks for patience, but but uh, they don't want to have the situations where they have the opportunity to practice patience. And isn't that where the miracles come from? See, we want God to uh, zap and, and fix things overnight instead of giving us the opportunity to practice and with persistence uh, make a long-term transformation and miracle in our life. If you if you uh, want to be loved, well, you need to look for opportunities to love others. You want to be healthier, you want to lose fat, you want to have more energy, you need to look not for a magic pill, but look to practice the habits that lead to losing more fat and having more energy and and being healthier. See, we're sitting around waiting, uh, say, uh, for a money miracle. We, if, if maybe you're having a financial situation in your life right now, which so many of us are, let's look at a money miracle here. You're, you, maybe you're sitting around waiting for the publisher's clearing house to uh, come to your door, or you're waiting to walk into work and your boss uh, says he's going to double your pay, or the lotto numbers hit for you tonight. Or you could create an, a slow miracle in your own life by taking a few things and applying them consistently over a long period and creating massive change. See, and you can take principles that always work. They've worked for 7,000 years of recorded human history in regard to money, and it wouldn't take long in in, uh, six months or 12 months, and certainly in two or three or five years, there's going to be a miracle in your life, and you're going to be help somebody who's going through the same thing you did. See, folks, faith is not trusting God to stop the storm. It's trusting Him to strengthen you and be in you as you walk through the storm. So let's look at how to create a miracle of money in your life. This is simple, simple stuff. Common sense that's not so common anymore, but you apply it in your everyday life over and over and over, over a long period, and a miracle happens. Get a piece of paper and pencil out. This is some good stuff. This is uh, life coaching here. Good stuff. And uh, read it, write it, hear it, see it. It'll help you remember it. We're going to talk about having breakthrough and growing in grace in just a minute and have scripture references too if uh, uh, if you want to grow spiritually and, and like the Bible side. So get a piece of paper and pencil out. Read it, write it, hear it, see it. And I'll help you remember it here on the Christian Without Religion podcast. What are some eternal principles that have worked for over 7,000 years of recorded human history of mankind in regard to money that you can change your situation wherever you are and make massive movement, massive change in your life. Well, the first uh, the, the first uh, area that I think that you have to have in your life is contentment. Contentment. You know, the Bible says if you got food in your belly, a roof over your head, you got clothes to wear and a job to go do, you should be content with that. Are you content? Learn to be content where you are, whether you have a lot or a little. Like Paul says, learn to be content. And that's having an attitude of, of gratitude. That's the first principle. It's always to work. When you start being content where you are, then you can start to make movement and have a money miracle in your life. Here's the second uh, principle, and I th- think that is to uh, give. Give first. Now, I know even if those, those of you who are maybe not religious, maybe not believers, and you're listening to this podcast uh, tonight, I'm telling you, you release the attitude of gratitude. You give first, put others first. That's showing that you have contentment. There's something supernatural or something miraculous and metaphysical that happens in your life if first, out of every dollar you have, you give something. The, the next principle is to save something first. So you give something, then you save something. Why? Well, stuff happens. 
Murphy's Law happens in your life, you know it as well as I do. You're going to have to have some money set aside so it's not a budget buster when the dishwasher breaks or the car breaks down or a medical situation happens. Now, down the road, when you're doing even better, your saving will be for the future. But uh, right now, in the basics, the very, very basics, you need to give first and then save first. Now, when I uh, counsel young couples, I tell them uh, that you'll never have a money problem if you live on the 10-10-80 lifestyle. Give 10% first, save 10%, live on 80. Now, there's no magic numbers. I'm just trying to make it easy and well-rounded for you to remember. But if you took, for every dollar you had, you took 10%, you gave it away. You help somebody else release that attitude of gratitude, and it shows that you're content with what you have. And then you save 10 cents out of that dollar, and you lived on the 80. You're not going to have a money problem. When something comes up, you will have been saving. You're living within your means, which, which is one of the next points. So contentment's principle one. Uh, give is principle two. Save is principle three. And number four is spend. Now, you see, that's all the way down at number four. Most of us live the other way around. We spend first, and then if we got anything left over, we'll give or save. No, you've got to decide ahead of time, have a better plan in your life. See, if you don't have a plan for your money, you're not going to have your money very long, is what Dave Ramsey says, and he's right. Got to have a plan. Your plan should be contentment, number one, give, number two, save, number three, and spending. Spending less than you make, because you're giving first and saving first, spending less than you make, that's a lifelong plan that will make you successful and master your money. Here's the next one. Avoid debt. Avoid debt with everything you can. Live within your means, not above your means. Plastic does not make you wealthy. A good plan will. And you've got to learn to to, uh, live within your means and avoid debt. That's all. Now, it gets more complicated. There's more steps to break down. But you and I both know that if you actually applied those basic principles in your life over a long period of time, over a year, three years, and five years, a miracle is going to happen. If you actually uh, learn to be content with where you are, whether I have a lot or a little, I'm content where I am. I've got food in my belly, roof over my head, clothes to wear, and a job to do. That's fine for now. Now, it may get better down the road, but I'm fine with where I am for now. Thank you, Lord. Now, the second thing is I'm going to give. I'm going to show that it's all God's, and I'm going to give first. I'm going to show an attitude of gratitude and release that miracle in my life. I'm going to give first. Then I'm going to save something because something's going to happen in life, and I need to have some money put back. Murphy's Law is going to happen. Then I'm going to save, and I'm going to live within my means on about 70 80% of what I make. And if that you do that over and over and over, avoid debt. Don't borrow. The Bible says the borrower is the slave to the lender. Don't be a slave to anybody. Put your money to work for you. Don't you work for it. Now, if that's all you did in your life, you're going to create Create a money miracle in your life by having contentment, by giving, by saving, then spending and avoiding debt. You can have a money miracle in your life. This is not complicated stuff, folks. It's common sense. The trouble is knowing what to do and doing what we know are two different things. You know, I say it all the time, information without application equals frustration. You've got to put this stuff to work and do it one day at a time, one month at a time. And when it works and when it happens and when you have mastery over your money instead of it over you, then you'll be able to help somebody that's just a step or two uh, uh, behind you. That's where you were last year. And they're going to say, man, I wish I were. My life was like yours. Must be nice to be that blessed. And you can say, you know what? I've applied the principles that God has laid out, and uh, it wasn't overnight, but I could help you too. It's just uh, some simple steps, four, five, six simple steps applied daily over and over and over, and you can have a miracle too. Now, let me say this as I move into the Bible section of the podcast tonight and answering a Bible question, because people ask all all the time, uh, do I believe in breakthroughs and God uh, doing a major move and doing a miracle in people's lives? 
Yes, I do. Look, God can do what he wants, when he wants, where he wants, how he wants, for as long as he wants, any time he wants, because he's God. But I do believe that most of the time, I think what he wants is for us to apply and to do what he's already laid out for us in the Bible. See, those are timeless wisdom uh, uh, ideas. Those are timeless principles that have worked for, as I said, 7,000 years of recorded human history. And I think it's who we become as we allow the Holy Spirit to live and work through us, doing things his way one day at a time. Who we become is what he's interested in more. It's the small steps applied daily over a long period that changes our destiny, but it also changes us. And that's what I uh, talked about earlier is the main reason to set a goal is to, to help you become the person it takes to achieve that. And I think God wants to see the transformation and the miracle that happens in us when we let his spirit live in and through us and we do things his way slowly. He can create a miracle overnight. But, but as we apply it up above to the money thing, are you waiting on the you know, publisher's clearinghouse to show up, your lotto money's to hit, or are you doing basic, uh, simple, boring stuff over and over over long periods? Now, people ask me about uh, growing in grace and growing deeper and uh, getting to the meatier things of God. God, we are instructed in the Bible to grow in God's grace. But I think too often we are relying on conferences and church services and experiences now, don't get me wrong, that stuff can be okay. We all need mountaintop experiences in our life, but we're looking for the big jolt and the big experience. And then we get addicted to one experience to another. You got to have them once a year or once a month, or now you got to have them every week. And we're looking for the big whammy. And I'm telling you as your, your coach, don't rely on the big experiences. Don't put all your eggs in that one basket. Do the daily stuff that it consistently applied over a long period of time can produce miracles in your life. That's why God left us this book called the Bible. Now, it's not the more exciting stuff and big things can happen and God can do whatever he wants and you can have a big breakthrough and a great experience. But don't be disappointed if you don't, if, he's not, if, if God's waiting for you just to apply the simple things day by day. It's not always the exciting stuff. I love the verse in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. It's verses 11 to 13 and I, and I love this. He says, make it your ambition to to lead a quiet life. Attend to your own business. Work with your hands, just as we commanded you, so that you'll behave properly towards outsiders and not be in any need. Lead a quiet life. Just do the stuff that God's laid out. Let God do the miracle in and through you and change you to become the miracle. And when other people ask you for the reason for the hope you have, you can tell them, it's Jesus. And I can't do this on my own. He's been in and through me and given me the strength and walked through the storm with me. It's Jesus. And then you can point to them. Not because of some big experience that you had and, and you got uh, zapped. It's from daily uh, one day at a time doing uh, God's things God's way. Look at uh, in your Bible, 2 Peter 3.18. Now, if you're driving, don't don't be uh, pulling your Bible out. You can do this later. Uh, but jot these down if you've got a piece of paper and pencil and if you're uh, following along with us. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. If you want to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and, but you're looking for a big breakthrough or God to move in a big way or do a miracle, uh, how about slow miracles, the daily stuff? 2 Peter uh, chapter 2 excuse me, chapter 3 and verse 18 says, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So there's an expectation in the Bible that we are to grow. How do you grow in grace? How, how does that happen? 
Is it through the big experiences most of the time? Or most of the time, is it through the, the daily? Do the daily stuff. Now, what is the daily stuff? I think you can go back to the very beginnings of this uh, new thing called the church, the body of Christ. In Acts chapter 2, verses 42, many of you are very, very familiar with it. What were they doing so that their numbers increased daily? Miracles were happening. Transformation was happening in their lives. What were they doing in here? What does it say in Acts 2, 42? Many of you could quote this with me. You could, you know you can do it. Acts chapter 2, verses 42. They gathered together daily. I talk about this all the time here on the uh, podcast and on the messages. What they gathered together in the houses, in smaller groups, all the time, meeting together. What were they doing? They continually devoted themselves to what? Four things. The apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. Now, that's not for lack of a better word, sexy stuff, is it? That's not all the uh, big fancy schmancy stuff you can put on a TV commercial. That's daily doing life together. Now, are you looking for an instant miracle? Or are you want, were you willing to invest time in and time with others? So are you looking to show up for an hour on Sunday and get your miracle or see God move in a big way? Or will you invest the time and energy to have relationships with other believers? And and, and, and what do you what do you gather around? Well, the apostles' teaching. What is that? What's the Bible? You study the Bible. Talk about it. Delve into it. Go a little deeper. Figure out how to grow in grace and knowledge. What is this truth that everything in the Bible points to Jesus and, and his death, burial, and resurrection? How do I grow in that? They prayed together. I think there were spontaneous, extemporaneous prayers. There were uh, recited prayers. I think it was all of the above, but they prayed together. And it says they broke bread together. That's not just communion and the Lord's Supper, folks. They were having meals together in their homes, developing relationships. And uh, when you break bread, when you have meals together, we talked about this, I think, last week, you develop relationships. They were sharing their lives together, becoming close friends. You, You meet in a home. You can't have a huge group. It's a smaller group. And when you pray together and you share your ups and downs and your strengths and weaknesses and you're there for them when they're sick and they're in the hospital or they're going through stuff in their marriage or with their kids, that's when you grow in grace and knowledge because you're being the church versus going to church. That word fellowship, it literally means close relationship. And I got to tell you, folks, you're not going to develop close relationships sharing you know, coffee and chit-chat and a donut before or after a service on Sunday. Nothing wrong with going to a service on a Sunday, but that's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about sharing life together, spending time together over meals and growing and living and living out the stuff that God's putting into us when you become a believer. So the apostles' doctrine uh, was the Bible, breaking bread, having a, a... Uh, meals together, living life together, fellowship, that's close relationships, and prayer. That's the daily stuff applied over a long period of time that will do miracles in you and through you, and you will become the miracle. And people ask you, why do you have joy in the middle of this time you're going through? I can't believe you still have joy. And you can point them to Jesus. You can point them to the fact that we're a body, we're a family, and we hang together. You can come join us if you like. We meet Tuesday night at my house. You become the miracle. God does miracles. But I think growing in grace, he more often wants us to do the daily stuff, hanging out in smaller groups with other believers as we grow and we have to spend time. It's not as easy. It's easier for us to just, uh, you know, I'm going to go to a church service and look for the miracle and then wonder why we don't grow deeper, wonder why we're still on milk instead of solid food. 
I think it's easier to even, you know, we get into the churchianity instead of Christianity. And don't get me wrong, I'm going to have a lot of friends get mad when I say stuff like this. But it's easier to get down the path of, well, you know, I'm going to go to one service and I'm going to serve another service. And I'm doing all the church stuff. But are you doing life together with friends around a meal where you talk together and ask questions and study and go deeper into Scripture? You pray together and you live life together because that's the model we have in the Bible. That's the boring daily stuff that applied over a long period of time creates miracles. Folks, miracles still happen. I just don't think they're usually overnight. You can have a money miracle if you apply the principles that we just looked at. And by the way, even if you're not a believer, you apply those biblical principles, they still work in your life. Now, what's a profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? I believe that. That's a scripture in there. You can have it together in this life and live your best life now. But uh, I believe that uh, when we die, we spend eternity either in heaven or in hell. I believe those going to heaven have been born again from above and the Spirit of God comes to live inside of them. So if you would like to know more about that, please get a hold of me. I want to talk to you about it. That's what we're about here at Christian Without Religion. See, when Jesus moves in, religion moves out. When grace moves in, religion moves out. And I want you to have a relationship with Jesus. Jesus, not get sucked down that uh, uh, drain of uh, religion. But these principles work. Truth is truth. Even if you're not a believer, apply the basic principles of money. It'll work in your life. And if you're a believer and we're talking about growing in grace and miracles in your life, do the stuff. Get in a small group of 8, 10, 12 people who regularly meet for Bible study, fellowship, breaking of bread and prayer, and living life together because then that's where miracles happen in the body, in the family. I hope this uh, podcast has been helpful to you. If you've got questions or comments or other Bible questions, or maybe you like a little life coaching, whether it be about relationships or money or parenting uh, or health or whatever the case may be, get a hold of us here at Christian Without Religion. You can message us on our Facebook page. You could tap the uh, voice message button on wherever you listen to these podcasts, or you could email me directly, Larry W. Manning, the number one at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Tell all your friends and family about Christian Without Religion. Tell them to get on board the grace train the more the better we'd love to become your uh, healthy grace addiction your digital network of grace where we can help one another grow in grace and knowledge as we were just talking about now tomorrow night uh, we're going to be i read first thessalonians 4 tomorrow night we're going to be in thessalonians that's our bible study passage tomorrow evening i hope you'll uh, tune in for that i flip-flop tuesday and thursday this week i've been doing thessalonians on tuesday and hebrews on thursday but i was so pumped out pumped up about the preparation and the study i was doing Hebrews. I did Hebrews last night. If you missed it, uh, find that or go to our Facebook page, Christian Without Religion. You can find that uh, uh, Hebrews Bible study. Tomorrow night, I'll have a short message from Thessalonians, and I'd love to have you join us uh, there and share it. Uh, share it with other people. The more, the better. Tuesday nights at 7.30 p.m., we do our live Bible study. You can host a watch and listen party. People can join us via your page. The more, the better. Hundreds and thousands are uh, listening every week, and that's what we want to do. Connect one another and become a healthy a shot of grace in this sick and dying world. We want to be your fellowship of grace and help you in any way we can grow in grace and knowledge of Jesus and his awesome forever forgiveness and sustaining grace. Hope this has been helpful. Until next time, you know what I want you to do. We'll uh, see you tomorrow night with a message from Thessalonians. But until next time, go hang out with Jesus.